Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 50 of the King's Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Can you believe we're at episode 50 already? As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we get started, don't forget to follow the King's Den on Twitter at the King's Den THPN. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our video footage. And don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content, bonus podcasts. So definitely check us out there as well. We might have a lot more footage coming, a lot more coverage coming. Because there's no hockey, obviously, which sucks. But a lot of us may be in quarantine, maybe in isolation with everything going on. So... Who knows? We we could have a lot more content coming out at at this time, despite not having any hockey being played right now. Because we said it, we've said it as a network when this whole coronavirus thing started to get get a lot more serious a week ago. That we're gonna keep churning out the content for you guys. We're gonna keep finding content across the whole network. We're gonna keep bringing it to you guys. We're not gonna stop. We're gonna find things to talk about. We are gonna rise above. And we're going to keep bringing you content this whole time across the whole Hockey Podcast Network. Again, this is episode 50. Welcome to the King's Den, episode 50. Can you believe we're at episode 50 already? What a first year we've had here at the Hockey Podcast Network. And it's not going to stop for a while. I'll tell you that. This first year, despite all that's going on, it's not going to stop. I guess we have to, we have to keep, continue to talk about the big story and that's, of course, coronavirus, COVID-19. We're going to talk about that a little bit to start here. Of course, it's still the big deal. We're not going to have sports for a long time. We're down to gatherings of, what, 10 or more people in some areas. It's wild. I am of the belief, sadly, that it is only going to get worse before it gets better. But we are taking the right precautions to make this better. We are trying to flatten the curve, and that's a good thing. And as you can see all these players around different leagues, around the NHL, around the NBA, putting out messages to say, hey, Stay home, flatten the curve. It sucks right now, but it is going to get better. And if we take steps, it's going to get better. Don't be like those goddamn people in Florida that are still celebrating spring, bay, spring, spring break, easy for me to say, and are at the beach. Don't be those dumb people. Stay at home. Work from home if you can. Do what you can. I know it sucks. It may suck. It may seem like it sucks, but stay at home. It's all about perspective. And you're getting told to stay at home. So do that. If you have the chance to stay at home, do it. Flatten the curve. We want this thing gone as soon as possible. We want to get hockey back. So definitely do your part. Help out. We want to stop this thing. We want to flatten the curve. Of course, you guys know I I do the Kings Den. I cover the Kings, but I live in Canada. I feel in BC. I feel like we're ahead of the curve a little bit compared to some other places here in North America. That's not a shot. I'm just saying that I think we've been getting ahead of it compared to some other places. We're almost at a full government shutdown here in BC, which is crazy to think of. We got announced state of emergency today, so it's getting pretty close. People, everyone's going to be ordered to stay at home pretty soon, which is scary to think of. But look, look at it. They've done it in Italy. They've done it in Spain. They did it in China, and they're past it now. People are back outside. Life is almost back to normal again in China. So it might happen a full government shutdown, who knows? We might all be staying at home for good. I'm staying at home right now. So 
just have to wait and see, but hopefully we all work together. We can all get past this thing, and we can get the NHL back soon because that would be so nice. It's just so nice to have sports on, any sort of sports. It would be nice to have back on. But I'm really missing hockey, obviously, but if we do our part, we'll flatten the curve. We will get it better. And, of course, you've seen the effects around the league, around the whole the whole sporting world a little bit. But last night there was the first – it was announced, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet put it out there, that there has been the first – hockey player, NHLer, announced with coronavirus or tested positive for coronavirus. It's a player in the Ottawa Senators organization because, of course, it is. We haven't, had a, we haven't had an official word of who it is yet, but it is scary because the Kings just played, in, uh, just played against Ottawa, so you never know, but a player in Ottawa has tested positive. There were... They were saying that there could that it could be a connection to San Jose as well because the San Jose Sharks had a staff member test positive. So it'll be it's very interesting to see. So far, the Kings haven't had any one test positive or anything. The Kings actually put out a statement because they just did play Ottawa one of their games before this all happened. Actually, the game before this did all happen, they played. They actually they played the Senators after them. We already said that they were suspending their season. So it's. Kind of scary, kind of surreal, but the LA Kings still put out a statement that's that talked about the Senators player tested positive for COVID nineteen virus and understand and we understand that we played against them on March eleventh. Our senior leadership has been in regular contact with our key medical professionals, our players and staff, and NHL and our partners at the Staples Center. The health of our players, coaches, staff members, their families, and other community and and our community and society on a whole remains our highest priority. We will continue to. De- to define our next steps based upon the guidelines of the CDC and the WHO, of course, uh, under the direction of the medical team. Of course, Center for Disease Control and World Health Organization, if you didn't know that. As of this time, no current member of our organization has demonstrated any signs or symptoms consistent with the onset of the COVID-19 virus, and we will continue to monitor this on a regular basis. So don't be surprised if LA Kings member does come down with coronavirus. I wouldn't be Surprised, but they just because they just did play the Ottawa Senators last week in their last game before the NHL suspended. But it'll be interesting to see. You never know; it could happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. But it's very interesting to see. So, of course, there's all sorts of connections again, like we said with the Kings. The Kings put out that statement because Ottawa Senators player has tested positive. Ottawa was the last team LA played before the NHL got shut down. Also. The, the Senators played San Jose a night or two before they played the Kings, and a San Jose staff member had tested positive for coronavirus. So who knows what's going to happen? It's still a whole wait-and-see thing. This whole coronavirus thing is still so arbitrary, kind of, because some of the numbers, you hear different numbers every day, every hour. Stay six feet away from people. Stay 10 feet away from people. Stay, uh, it, it'll hit you in 10 days. It'll hit you in 14 days if you test positive. You can test positive but not feel the symptoms for a few days. It's all very strange, but it is definitely is a thing that we have to that we have to be serious about. And it, a Kings player could be infected real soon. We we could find out soon. We will just have to wait and see. Also, around hockey, uh, Vancouver Canucks office member tested positive for coronavirus, but he is, he was an office member. He has never been around the team, so that is a good sign. So. No one around the Canucks organization has tested positive, and no one else around the NHL has tested positive. Just that one member of the Ottawa Senators organization. 
and I'll, let's talk about the NBA for a second because it's well. B- hold on, before that, let's talk about the Staples Center for a second. The Staples Center has the Kings, the Lakers, and the Clippers. So of course, this is more than just hockey. Of course, we've talked about this because every sport is shut down. So many people share the Staples Center. So many people are at the Staples Center each and every night. So it's very easily that Ottawa was in there. They could have uh, contracted it or they could have spread it. But there has been talk because four four members of the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA got tested positive for coronavirus. They were in L.A. around just before Ottawa was there to play the Kings. They did use separate locker rooms. The Nets and the Senators are separate locker rooms between hockey and basketball. But you just never know what could happen, how it could spread. Uh, one of the four Brooklyn Nets members was Kevin Durant. Just the biggest name to have it, obviously. But, yeah, it's just it's a weird thing, interesting times. But you got to be so careful, take precautions. So it has, with the four Brooklyn Nets members, that's up to seven around the NBA. And there's just... There's a connection in L.A. because the Nets were there in L.A. Then Ottawa was there to take on the Kings. It's You never know. It could be around someone on the Kings. It could be around someone on the Clippers or the Lakers. We just don't know. Players are getting tested. We're, we're going to see over the coming days if anyone else in any of the major sports tests positive for any for coronavirus. But it, you can see teams, players, organizations are doing their part to try to fight it. Teams are, first of all, teams are paying staff members for the most part, which is awesome to see. The game day staff, all the majority of teams have come out and said, yeah, we're going to continue to pay our staff. That is awesome. Good for them. A couple of teams got shamed into doing it. They said they weren't going to, and then they did, and they bad on them. They should have paid their staff members right away. But just it's good to see that, first of all, seeing all the staff members get paid. It's good to see players putting out messages saying, hey, wash your hands, practice your social distancing. A lot of them repeat the same thing, saying, it's, hey, it sucks that we're not out there right now, but, hey, if we do this, we're going to get back out there sooner rather than later. So that's good. Onze Kopitar put out a video that the Kings tweeted to do the hashtag 10-touch challenge, and he was juggling a roll of toilet paper like a soccer ball. So players have been doing things like that as well. There was a great video from the Canucks of Anton Roussel, today skating around the kitchen with this kid so it's there's funny stuff like that but it's just a lot of people around in the sports world are trying to be positive in this negative situation that we're in and that's a awesome thing for everyone in general and a lot of teams a lot of teams i saw it was first the phoenix suns that did this in the nba but it's awesome to see the kings are doing it as well is they're getting into twitch they're playing the rest of the regular season out on twitch which is off. So they're playing it in video game form. They're having a simulation or having someone play the game in video game form for the regular season to still go on. The Kings actually did that last night. In real life, they were supposed to play the Montreal Canadiens last night at home. Of course, it didn't happen because NHL suspended. So the Kings played it on Twitch last night for fans to check out. On the Twitch, the Kings actually won 5-4. to four. Marty Furk had the hat trick. Tara Lewis had the game winner with 14 seconds left. So it's just funny to funny to see things like that. But also, but cool to see it at the same time because it's getting fan involvement still involved in this sad time with no hockey. It's showing that there's still a way is to get hockey and you know with playing the games through Twitch and such and such. Last episode we talked about how if this is the end of the season for the LA Kings, 
how to how how would you describe the season? But before we get to that, I want to tell you about my friends, our friends at Cool Hockey. Since 1999, CoolHockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America. Quality is just as important to them as it is to you, and that's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is sent to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey stocks officially licensed NHL products from Adidas, Fanatics, Reebok, and CCM, and hand stitch them in their 1,500-square-foot state-of-the-art production facility in Toronto, Ontario, to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they're able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all of their products. Cool Hockey staff live and breathe hockey, and it shows in their, in their work. Find out why CoolHockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. Quality, or cool Hockey is committed to providing every customer with a high-quality product that is hand-stitched by professionals. Since Cool Hockey does not outsource any jersey for customization, that means their jerseys can be customized and shipped to you faster than their competitors. And Cool Hockey jerseys and customization is officially licensed by both the NHL and the NHLPA. They take pride in making you just look like the players on the ice. Don't forget to check out our friends at www.coolhockey.com. Dot com and also our contest is still going on for now so don't forget to check out all the cool hockey and tankathon contests that we have here at the hockey podcast network it's a great contest we have here the hockey podcast network nhl 2020 nhl draft lottery contest presented by tankathon and cool hockey again that's how you enter it's super easy visit tankathon.com slash nhl Click Sim Lottery until you get the result you, you like. So if you want to click it until the LA Kings get first overall, keep clicking it until the LA Kings get first overall. Once you get the 15-team outcome you like, screenshot it and submit it by commenting on the post below. I believe it is the pinned tweet on the Hockey Podcast Network Twitter account, at HockeyPodNet. And when you do it, tag a friend and retweet the post. The closest to 15 out of 15 teams in a row correct we'll get a 200 dollars gift card to coolhockey.com you must be following hockey pod at hockey pod net at cool hockey and at tankathon and all entries must be submitted by april 4th at 11 59 uh, p.m eastern time that is 8 59 pacific time the contest is still going on for now but the nhl's up in there so who knows what could happen it could change but we still have it going on check it out again if you want to win two if you want to win two hundred dollars to Cool Hockey, check it out. Our contest, the Hockey Podcast Network, presents the 2020 NHL Draft Lottery Contest presented by Tankathon and Cool Hockey. Definitely check it out. Have a chance to win $200 to coolhockey.com. So last episode, we talked a lot about if this is it, if we don't get hockey for a little bit, is this it for the regular season? The NHL is going over a bunch of different scenarios. Could they go right to playoffs? Could they come back? And play a little bit more of the regular season. What's going to happen? We talked a lot about last episode. If this is it for the regular season, how would you describe the Kings season? I put I put a poll out there at the Kings and THPN that said, in the wake of the NHL on hold right now, if this is it for the regular season, how would you describe the Kings season? I put successfully building year, satisfactory, adequate, and disappointing. Successful rebuilding year and adequate tied for first. I personally put it as successful rebuild year, rebuilding year. I get why people can say disappointing. I get why people can say adequate because it was a struggle for a lot of the year. But I say it as a, I say it's, it was a successful rebuilding year, and here's why. 
The LA Kings have one of the best prospect pools in the league. They're currently on a seven-game win streak with a bunch of young guys getting their work and getting a chance to play in the NHL. Kopitar, Doughty, Carter, Brown, Toffoli, and the guys before they got traded, Toffoli, Martinez, and Clifford, before they got traded, they were great leaders to the young guys, for the young guys. Quick has played very well. He has stolen some games for the LA Kings. He has played, some games have been a struggle, but for the most part, some games have been vintage quick. He's been great. But to see some of the growth in some of the young guys, Kempe, Lazat, Prohorkin to an extent, and to see the young guys succeed so much that I got the called up towards the end of the season, Mikey Anderson, Cal Peterson, Gabe Velarde, even tr- even seeing Trevor Moore play with Lazat after being acquired for Clifford. It's been great to see for the LA Kings, and there's been a lot of growth in this team, a lot of very successful growth, a lot of great growth for this team. And in my mind, because of that, it's been a successful rebuilding year for the LA Kings. They're still a few years away. But when you have the number one prospect pool in the NHL, that helps immensely. Look at all the prospects. Samuel Fajimal. They just got Tyler Madden. Jared Anderson Dolan. I know I'm missing a bunch off the top of my head, but there are so many. Kulikev. There are so many. We talked about it at length at the World Juniors. Hell, the Kings just had a NHL, uh, one of their prospects score a goal the other night. A goalie score a goal the other night, sorry. They had a goalie prospect score a goal the other night, Lucas Perrick, that we talked about last week. So that the Kings prospect pool is unbelievable. It's just going to get better with the draft picks they acquired at the deadline, getting the, getting the Canucks, getting a pick from the, a couple picks from the Canucks, from the Leafs, from Vegas, one from Calgary. They're loaded up for the drafts coming up. And it's just going to get better. The prospect pool is just going to get better. The Kings are just going to get better over the years. I know the cap could be an issue with the huge contracts to Doughty and Kopitar, but I think it was a successful rebuilding year for the LA Kings. I think it was a big year for the LA Kings. I think it was about as good as it could be in the situation they're in, and I think when you have the top prospect pool in the league, it is just going to get better. I also put... Uh, we talked about this last episode, and I put them out for you, the fan, to vote on. I said, I also said, if this is it for the regular season, what are the team awards? What do the team awards look like? And before we talk about those, let me tell you about our friends at Puffy Mattresses. Right in America's most comfortable mattress, Puffy provides ultimate sleep to thousands of customers nationwide. The Puffy Mattress is an awful memory mattress with medium firmness, level and outstanding pressure relief. Low density memory foam makes for an exceptionally soft sleeping surface. Lightweight sleepers and side sleepers will appreciate the bed's creating support, which balances comfort with proper spinal alignment. Check out our friends at www.puffy.ca. So I put out five questions that I wanted to know from you guys. If this is it for the Kings regular season, who gets the team awards? Who's your MVP? Who wins Who wins the Norris for best defenseman on the Kings? Who wins the Calder for the rookie of the year? Who has most improved or who had the biggest growth in their game? And what product that, what, the, and the, what I called the cup of coffee award. What product that played towards end, which prospect, sorry, that played towards the end of the season are you most excited about from seeing him in his cup of coffee? For the MVP, I put Kopitar, Quick, Ayafalo, and Brown. Kopitar won with the majority of the vote with his 62 points in 70 games, 21 goals, 42 assists, a plus six 
plus minus rating and led the team with a 55% faceoff percentage. Pretty good. I I would agree he has been the best player on the on the Kings this season. He's been great. He's well deserving of the MVP of the LA Kings this season. He's been a great leader, a great captain, and he definitely deserves that for the LA Kings. Our guys at Offside by a Mile, the official podcast of the Colorado Avalanche here at the Hockey Podcast Network, they tweeted at the Kings and THP at the Kings and THPN saying that in their mind, it's Jonathan Quick just because of how well Jonathan Quick has played against Colorado this season. So I had to go back and look it up because it made it made sense to me that he had that he did have good numbers against Colorado from memory, especially two starts recently against Colorado this season. Jonathan Quick against Colorado, two zero and one with a nine sixty five save percentage, eighty three saves on eighty six shots. He's been great against Colorado this season, but. That's just against one team. I again, Quick has been good despite being under five hundred. He has stolen games for the Kings, but it is as voted on by you guys, Anze Kopitar, who wins the Kings MVP this season. Best defenseman, it was pretty obvious. Drew Doughty won it by your guys' fan vote on Twitter. Again, seven goals, twenty-eight assists, thirty-five points in twenty-six games for Drew Doughty. Second in the league and average ice time with just under 26 minutes. I believe it's 25 49 per night. So he definitely deserves best defenseman, the Norris trophy for the LA Kings as voted on by you guys on to rookie of the year. I get this one. I was a bit surprised. I thought it was going to be a little closer, but you guys tweeted that Sean Walker ran away with it for the rookie of the year for the LA Kings. It's the Calder with rookie defenseman, probably second best defenseman on the team this year. He averages around 20 minutes a night. I think he had 24 points in all 70 games, 5 goals, 19 assists. He is, as voted on by you guys, the LA Kings Calder winner, Rookie of the Year. I thought Blake Lazat would have got some more love because 23 points in 65 games, the point percentage isn't there. But look at the bat- look at the battling Lazat does. It may not be the numbers, but he's going to put up more numbers as he, as he grows. He's 22 years old. He's only 5'7". He only stands at 5'7", but yet he was 50% off in the face-off dot. Third on the team, I believe, behind Kopitar and Carter. I thought Lazad had a great year, but you guys voted on for Sean Walker for the Calder for the Kings, the rookie of the year. I could have gone either way with Lazad or Walker. I just thought it would have been a little closer, but Sean Walker did have a great rookie year. I think he deserves it as well with his 24 points from the back end in 70 games, 5 goals, and 19 assists. Who had the biggest growth to their game this season? I I put Lazat, Kempe, Walker, and Prohorkin. You guys said Adrian Kempe. Adrian Kempe, the only player who wasn't in his rookie year on this list, and he won, and I agree that he should have won it as well. Good job by you guys voting on the correct winner. Adrian Kempe with his 11 goals and 21 assists in, uh, to equal 32 points in 69 games this season. I thought he had a great year if this year is over. I thought he showed a lot of growth in his game. He played a lot better. The line of him, Lazard, and Wagner for most of the year has been great. But then with trades and injuries, he's got to move up the lineup. He's played with Brown. He's played with Carter. He's been he's proven that he can play with more than just Lazard and Wagner. He's proven that he's been a little more versatile. He's shown that scoring touch a lot more often, which has been great to see. And it has been awesome. So Adrian Kempe wins the most improved on the LA Kings this season, as voted on by you guys. And lastly, the Cup of Coffee Award, as I call it. The prospect that played that got to play towards the end of the season that you are most excited about, pretty much if they got to make their debut or became a regular in the Kings lineup. 
and it was between Ka- goaltender Cal Peterson, Gabe Velarde, and Mikey Anderson, and the winner. Uh, I knew it. I didn't think Anderson was going to win because he's only played in six games. He played a great six games, but I thought it would come down to Velarde and Peterson. Peterson does win it as he is the goaltender of the future for the LA Kings. Five and three in eight games with a six, with a nine twenty two save percentage and six and two sixty four goals against average. He has been great for the LA Kings in that. Since he's joined, since Jack Campbell got traded and he's joined, him and Quick have split the games, and he has been great in net for the LA Kings. The calmness to his game, he has been awesome for the LA Kings in net, and he is definitely the future goaltender for the LA Kings. The voting was close in this one. Gabe Velarde was close to winning it. With his seven points in 10 games, he's been great for the LA Kings since, since joining the team, since getting called up. But it is Cal Peterson who wins the Cup of Coffee Award for the LA Kings as a prospect that got to play towards the end of the season that you are most excited about as an LA Kings fan. Thank you so much for voting on those questions in some fan participation on Twitter. Thank you so much. That was fun. And I'm going to need you guys to help me out a lot more on Twitter because I announcement here. I'm going to need the fan interaction to ramp up on Twitter here because... I would like to present to you the King's Den March Madness Challenge. I have created a bracket that we are going to go over the first round right here in episode 50 of the King's Den, and then I will put it out on Twitter for you, the fan, to vote on round by round. We will go for the next few episodes, and we will get this all done. The The King's Den LA Kings March Madness Bracket Challenges, which is the best LA Kings jersey of all time. This is a bra- uh, I used the hashtag LA Kings bracket. I made it a bracket of 16. It's actually a bracket of 17 because I'll explain why. One was just too close to tell. And the way the Kings handled their jerseys in the 2000s was wild. How they would have one jersey as a, how they would have the regular home and away and then a jersey as an alternate. And then they, a lot of the time they would just decide next season, oh, we're going to flip and make the alternate the regular and the old home jersey the alternate jersey. And then they would keep switching between the crown jersey, uh, the crown logo and the shield logo. It was absolutely wild. But we're going to go over round one of what I've made in the LA Kings March Madness best jersey of all time bracket. This will all be tweeted out and we will end you guys will be able to vote on it round by round in the greatest LA Kings jersey of all time. I have the, and this is, this did get a bit nitpicky the way I put it together, but just deal with me on it. It's, it's going to work out. It's going to be great. The first one is the purple and gold era, 1967 to 1988. In, in the one versus four seed, the number one, it's just the original black or the original purple and yellow jerseys. Yellow jer- or gold jerseys, purple jerseys, of course, vice versa with the trim. Just purple pants for every game. No names on the back of the jersey. Just the original, the OG purple and gold jerseys as the number one seed. Taking on the last jersey that was the purple and gold, which is the shoulder slash sleeve scheme. So it was a purple jersey. And the- for home and away, I'll explain. It was a purple jersey with... A gold bar on the bottom and then gold on the slow on the shoulder on the shoulders and down the sleeves and then it was vice versa for the away jersey gold jersey with purple on the shoulders and down the sleeves that is 
round one in this division, the original versus the shoulder and sleeve scheme of the purple and gold. And then next, the two versus three is matching pants. For a little, air, for a little while, the LA Kings had the purple and gold jerseys, but they introduced matching gold pants. So as the two seed is the purple, is the, sorry, gold jersey with the matching gold pants versus the three seed, the purple jersey with the matching purple pants. So you decide what you think is better, the, match, the matching gold pants that they had for a few years or the matching purple pants. And then we go on to what I call the Gretzky era. And this is the nitpick section of this bracket, but we'll, we'll get through it. You guys will get it when you see it. In the number one seed, it is the classic, just the black with the black jersey, black and white jersey, sorry, with the silver trim. It's just a classic jersey, probably the best jersey in Kings history in my mind. But hey, you guys vote on this. You guys get to determine the winner. And this is where it gets a little nitpicky. The number one seed, the classic, is taking on the changed, the changed trim along the numbers and letters. For a season, LA Kings changed the trim along the numbers and letters on the back of the jersey. And it made the, actually the names on the back of the jersey a little bit harder to read. So you guys can be the judge. The classic versus the one season changed trim around the numbers and letters on the jersey. And the two, and the two versus three seed in this the two seed is the no pants stripe for a little bit with this black with these black and silver jerseys the raiders color jerseys some people call them they got rid of the stripe on the pants i know i had to add pants to this challenge but it's worth it trust me so for in the original with the pants on the original jerseys they had a silver stripe on the pants they went a season where they went no stripe on the pants so could that be it no stripe on the pants and against the three seed, which is a different color sleeve number. So for the majority of the time, when you look at the jerseys, a black jersey had silver numbers on the side, on the white arm on the side. For a little bit, they changed that. It was actually black on instead on the sleeve. So you can take a look, be the judge. In this one, number two seed, no pant stripe against different color sleeve Different color sleeve number. You be the judge of who's going to move on. The next one, I called it the Cup Era. It's basically 1998 to the present day. This is where it gets weird. I will explain. This is where the 17 seed comes in, if you want to say it like that. So in the one seed in this, I have the present jersey. The most current jersey. Just the black and silver, again, with the L.A. kind of coat of kind of coat of arms kind of shield jersey it's just the modern day current la kings jersey against the original 1998 black and purple jersey black jersey purple on the bottom that said los angeles across the bottom the shield logo on it purple on the on the shoulders and a little bit on the sleeve the original black and purple jersey from 1998 is the four seed against the number one present jersey in the second one, 2v3, this is where it gets interesting. The two seed is the 0708 Reebok redesign jersey, where it was more of a curve at the bottom of the jersey instead of straight on. This was the crown logo at this point. Jersey was a little different, a little more purple along the sleeves. This one, I don't. it's okay, this jersey, but that is the two seed, the 0708 Reebok redesign, when Reebok took over the jerseys at the time. Against... This is where it's inter- this is where 16 17 come into play. 
You guys get to vote for who's going to be the three seed. A, because the Kings, they switch jerseys so often, and they like to play around with the Shield logo and the Crown logo. So they like to play around with both during the 2000s. So here is what, you get, is what we're going to do. We are going to put this out as in round one, and then we will put the second round out. Then we will put, after we determine the winner, we will put it out against the number two seed as well. So you get to pick the number three seed to go against the Reebok redesign. You get to sit to choose A, the purple with shield alternate against B, the purple with crown alternate. Whoever wins is going to go as the number three seed against the 0708 Reebok redesign. When, when you see the bracket, you will totally get what I'm talking about. It will be tweeted out with the episode when this comes out on Thursday. And then I wanted to do something special. I wanted to do a bracket in this March Madness bracket challenge of an alternate of the alternates or specialty jerseys for the LA Kings. The number one seat is the current gray alternate. They wear them on Saturdays, just a darker gray alternate with black shoulders, black stripe on the bottom, double black uh, stripes on the sleeves, just a real nice jersey. It's nice to see the see them wear them at home every Saturday. Just a nice classic jersey for the LA Kings against the number four seed. Some people will argue this jersey is awesome. It may be the worst jersey in hockey history. The Burger King jersey. Wayne, I cannot believe Wayne Gretzky had to wear this jersey. A kind of LA King Burger King logo on the on where your heart would be on the jersey. A a stripe starting at your right shoulder and going down to your left hip almost, your left kind of side ribs area, and then a kind of a darker stripe on the bottom, a white jersey for the most part, and then kind of this grayish stripes on the sleeves as well. Just a horrible jersey. I can't believe Wayne Gretzky had to play in that jersey. That's the number four seed going against the current gray alternate. And then it's going to be the number two seed, the 2020 Stadium Series jersey. A lot of people didn't like it. I didn't think it wasn't. I thought it wasn't that bad. I think a huge part of it is the chrome helmets helped them a lot. But the jersey itself, just a half black, half white jersey with the, with LA across it kind of going up in an upwards direction. I think it was nice. I th- nice. I think it looked a lot better on the ice than w- when we just saw photos come out of it. But that is the 2020 Stadium Series jersey in the number two seed against the 2015 Stadium Series jersey, which was the LA, the current LA crest in the middle, the the kind of current gray on the top, a black stripe in the middle, and then a white, then white on the bottom. It was kind of a Kind of a mix, a mix, mixed match jersey, but it wasn't a bad one at all. But that is in the number three seed against the 2020 Stadium Series jersey. So that is round one of what of the Kings Den. What is the greatest LA Kings jersey of all time? I will. I am going to tweet all those out for you to vote on. We will go round by round at this time because you know we're missing sports. We're and. We would have been in March Madness right now. We're missing that. We all know March Madness is one of the best sporting events of the year. We're all missing it. So I decided the Kings Den Bracket Challenge, The what is the best Kings jersey of all time? Again, I will tweet out the bracket. I will, via Twitter poll, tweet out that all the first rounds matchups for you to vote on. Use the hashtag LA Kings Bracket Challenge as well if you want to voice your opinion on the matter on any picks. 
if you want to tweet it out, tweet out your opinions on what you voted for or what you like, what you didn't like, use the hashtag LA Kings bracket to, to let me know what you think of the bracket challenge. That was all around one. We're going to tweet them all out. We will go over the winners next episode and we will go on to round two in the next episode. This has been episode 50 of the Kingston. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 50. This, this has been a lot of fun. You know, we've had to be real creative lately with the NHL not being not playing right now and we're going to continue to be creative around around the hockey podcast network and I hope that you guys like the creativeness of it with the bracket challenges and such as well and I hope I hope you like it I I think it's fun I think it's a lot of great interaction for you the fans it's a way for you to get involved it's a way for you to voice your opinion so definitely check it out and don't check out our bracket challenge but check out everything that the network's doing because everyone around the network is grinding out content. We're all not going to stop. We're all going to continue to put out content around the whole Hockey Podcast Network. So don't just, don't just, after you check us out here at the Kingston, check out all of our podcasts around the Hockey Podcast Network because everyone still has amazing content coming out around the network. So definitely check them out as well. Don't forget to check out Tales with TR, our podcast with Terry Ryan. He's put, pumping out some great content of late. Don't forget to check out our Ice Analytics podcast. That's been doing great as well about all advanced stats around the NHL. And it was just announced we have a new podcast, the all-female podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network, the House of Hockey Podcast. Definitely check them out as well. They will air new episodes every Tuesday. They just had episode one come out. They are based out of LA, so I'm sure we will have them on very often here at the Kingston. They are our first they're our first all-women's podcast, so we're very happy to have them aboard here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at House of Hockey underscore. So definitely check them out as well. Give them a warm welcome to the Hockey Podcast Network. And as always, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not just Kingston, but to every single podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, one more time, don't forget to follow the Kingston on Twitter at the Kingston THPN. Don't forget to follow Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at CunninghamJordy. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube at the Hockey Podcast Network. And don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon. For just $1, you can find all our exclusive bonus, bonus content and bonus podcasts right there. This has been episode 50 of the Kingston, if you can believe that already, episode 50. Thank you so much for joining us. We will talk to you on Sunday for episode 51 as we continue the Kingston LA Kings March Madness Bracket Challenge. We'll talk to you on Monday.